This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to another huge heart-fought victory for Liverpool. I'm Paul Wheelock and like the rest of you, I watched this remarkable Jurgen Klopp side beat Brighton 2-1 to go 11 points clear at the top of the Premier League. It proved another nail-biting afternoon at Anfield and over the course of the next half an hour or so, we'll be getting the view from the press box, the dugout and the stands. We'll start as ever with the thoughts of our Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorst. You'll then hear Jurgen Klopp's press conference in full before we hand the show over to six Reds fans who have called in after the match. We'll start with the verdicts of Simon Donnelly and Steve Dawson after they've left Anfield before we hear from regulars Alex Watts, Ross Strachan, Matt Whitty and Owen Thomas who ends this podcast on a suitably fitting note. Thanks for joining me and we'll be back on Wednesday after the Merseyside Derby. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool are 11 points cleared at the top of the Premier League after yet another 2-1 win. This time over Brighton and Hove Albion at Anfield. And two goals in the first half from Virgil van Dijk was enough. But yet again, I'm saying that every week now, it's another tense and nervy finish to a game that really shouldn't have been that way. Uh, Liverpool were cruising and comfortable and it was about as easy as it has been all season for Jürgen Klopp's Reds. Um, and it looked like they were going to head for, uh, for a routine win. Uh, routine wins at Anfield have been hard to come by this season, but finally it looked as we edge ever closer to December that Liverpool were finally going to get a quite a comfortable afternoon but with 15 minutes to go Alison Becker had other ideas um, we'll start with the goals for Liverpool first um, very similar really Trent Alexander-Arnold with, with deliveries and Van Dijk headed them both in first one was a free kick down the, down the Anfield Road end um, Van Dijk rising highest inside the penalty area to nod home and then the second was a corner down this near side same uh, outcome again Van Dijk with his second of the game Alexander Arnold with his second assist of the game, and it looked like Liverpool were heading for a, for a comfortable afternoon. But uh, 15 minutes ago, Danny, the same end as the first half, uh, Alison Becker with a rush of blood comes out uh, to meet uh, Leandro Trossard, and um, the Brighton attacker gets the better of him, tries to knock it ahead of him, and uh, Alison just sticks out his hand. Straight red card from referee Martin Atkinson of Liverpool. To be fair, couldn't really have too many complaints. Um, Adrian come on, um, his season just takes another wild twist, he's going to be engulfed in the Merseyside Derby on Wednesday, he came on to Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and within seconds he was picking the ball out of his net, the goalkeeper clearly wasn't ready when Lewis Dunk side-footed home with the free kick, um, he was on the other side of the post when uh, Dunk with the entire goal to aim at just side-footed it into the bottom corner and uh, he really should have been ready for that one, Adrian, um, so the 10 men of Liverpool were made to dig in, uh, as we've said so many times this season, once again they showed so much character years of character being stretched yet again but they held on a 2-1 win uh, to go 11 points clear after Manchester City were held earlier in the afternoon by Newcastle and Chelsea were beaten by West Ham 11 points clear they go marching on it's the main side derby at Anfield next The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel Yeah, in a lot of moments, um, always um, knowing about the, the very specific quality of Brighton. Eh? So they don't care too much about the opponent, they play. They bring a lot of players between the lines, which is good, but when, you, when, we, when it happens like it happens with us, that we can win the ball in these moments, then um, there were some chances for us, of course, as well. So we, we scored two nice goals after set pieces, really wonderful goals, but the biggest chances we had from open play that was really really good with how we played there that was we should have could have should have finished it off in that period 
We didn't, and then you have the, the most tricky result, 2-0. Huh? So um, if you think about a lead in a game, then 1-0, everybody's clear, you have completely focused, everything's clear, 3-0. It's not decided, but it's yeah, at least um, a little pulse there, and then 2-0 um, is like it is. So we had to work, carry on working hard, and now we, at one point, we... At the end of the first half already, they had more moments passing the, where they could pass the ball between our lines. Were yeah, free in the box, I think, once where they didn't finish it off, but um, was, I'm not sure if it was offside or not. A second ball after a set piece, wasn't it? Right. Um, and second half, it was hard work again. And the boys said, put again another incredible shift in that game. And of course, life became more complicated with the red card um, and, uh, and uh, um, the change we had to make. We brought on a, a, a frozen goalkeeper, pretty much. Um, everybody sitting here is probably not, not really warm yet. And then you imagine you go there in shorts and a really thin shirt and some gloves which are not made for keeping you warm. Um, and then some people let the free kick happen like that. So then you have to, then you look a little bit silly in that moment. That's what you have to accept. But we had to, we, we kept on fighting, and Adrian especially um, helped us a lot with two really, really good saves and um, crosses he catched and stuff like this. But with his cold feet, obviously, he couldn't shoot the ball as far as he wanted. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, again, that kept it a bit interesting, but at the end, it's just, um, it's only important that we won the game, and that's what we did, and um, so I'm really pleased about that. I'm very, very happy about uh, the effort the boys put again in. Uh, I'm really happy and proud, actually, about the desire the, bo the, desire the boys showed, so um, it's just uh, made the, the, the red card made it a really special win, to be honest. Yep. I'm happy about that. All good. Yeah, look, but it's none of these 13, 13 games we won was easy. It didn't feel it for a second. We don't think it before the game. It's not, I'm not sure what you think, but how I feel before we go in a game, like halfway through or stuff like this. Unfortunately, not. It's we are completely, we are, I think, kind of concerned about different things. We are focused. We are, that's it. And then we play the game. And it's not that we, feel ourselves as favorite in some games or think here it must be like this or that. What we really expect from us is that we, that we fight with all we have for the result and that's what the boys did again. So that's it. It's um, yeah, Result-wise it's an incredible period for sure, but um, we don't want to think about the last 14 games. We actually are concerned about the next one, that's next Wednesday against Everton, so that's a big one. Eh? Um, and we have to make sure that we are prepared for that, So that will because it will be an another big fight uh, whatever result Everton will get tomorrow that will be um, really important for both teams so uh, we have to make sure that we are ready for that again and we really we, we don't think about the the points gap or whatever people told me tonight already we are now 11 points ahead and it's yeah, less the place tomorrow so it's still eight how I see it and um, 
not that I don't think Evan could win there, but Leicester is in an incredible shape um, and it looks like that. So we don't have to think about these kind of things. We only have to make sure that we are ready always and always for the next game. Oh, come on. Uh, do I have to talk about individual players? He scored two goals. It's a story itself. So he's good. Would be crazy. Uh, really good. But uh, outstandingly good. But he has to He has to be. He's a very talented boy. So he just has to use that talent. <laughs> it would be a shame if he doesn't. So, um, yes, incredibly important. But if Birch plays the last line alone, it will be really difficult. So I think Dejan Lovren... Um, which maybe are not the headlines like this, but uh, what he's playing in since he's in his, um, yeah, gets all my respect to be honest. Um, so we had to replace Fabinho today, which is um, a tough one because it's like we were really used to these things without really thinking about it. I don't remember when I last time had a one-one talk to Fabinho and told him, and please do this, do that. It's just. We did it, so and I didn't want to disturb it <laughs> with all my information. So and now Nahendo played an, an, an sensational game on that position um, together with Chini and Ox. So it was just a it was a really good performance. But we had to work really hard. And what I like most that the boys were ready to do that and not, didn't think like brightness coming. Whatever I tell them, yeah, they have 15 points, so it cannot be that good. But they are really good and they made life uncomfortable for all their opponents so far. And Graham Potter is doing an outstanding job there um, because it's about making steps and the step, uh, the steps they made is really incredible. And um, if they finish this, starting to finishing the situations of they create, then it will be really even more tough to play against them. Okay, final question before we have the Monday breakout. Yes, uh, David. What could be the other reason? It maybe felt that they don't create enough opportunities in those situations or oh, you cannot create better chances than we had in the first half. Uh, we really do want to do that. So and then when you don't do it, the opponents in the game, then they they get a bit of momentum, you lose a little bit, and now would I wish that we still create exactly the same chance and finish the obvious. But I'm too long in the business, and I know how how, the, how intense the game is, and so that's we have to accept a few things. But we, I would have loved that we finished one more, two more often, and it looks much more comfortable. But um, that's our situation. I don't don't want to change it. It's it's like this. Um, there will be days when we when we score from situations like that. Then probably we will not use our set pieces. That's how it is. But you have to score goals, and we did that often enough now. Um, often enough to win the game and um, that's good and the rest I'm not concerned about creating or stuff like this we all know we have so much space for improvement it's incredible we know that um, but the first job we have to do is to win the game and that happened now a couple of times but we will not stop working on it only between Napoli and, and this game today we couldn't work on it we only recovered and played again between now and the Everton game we had at least we have one day and maybe a a morning on Wednesday for one and a half proper sessions. So, and that's what we try to use, and then hopefully we can do something special. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
This is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. Another fantastic victory today, uh, 2-1 against Brighton. Another ground-out result, really. Every time since Big V, since Virgil came to the club, every time he goes up for a corner or a free kick, I turn to my little boy and say three words. I say, Big V's head. It's become a mantra. He laughs at me. I say it all the time. And today it worked twice. <laughs> Thanks to the great balls in by Trent on both occasions. Big V got his head on both and put us seemingly safe and sound uh, early doors in this game. But uh, the game turned a little bit later on in the last 15 minutes when, unfortunately, our keeper um, hand- handled outside the box and the referee had no choice but to send him off, which is... Dreadful, really, because he was trying to save what was probably a certain goal. But sadly, not only did they score from the free kick, I presume Ali is now um, suspended for three games, which is, you know, I almost wish he'd let the goal, let the goal ball go past him and we'd have conceded the goal and he'd have stayed on the pitch, but never mind. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. So we conceded the late goal and then it was another 10 or 15 minutes of stress. But we clung on as we're doing all the time this season. We are grinding these results out. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you win leagues. If you look at the table tonight, it looks so unbelievably healthy with an 11-point gap to second place. Now I've got slightly mixed emotions about tomorrow. Do I want Leicester to uh, put... Everton to the sword and close the gap on us or do I want Everton to have a little bit of a resurgence and, and take some points off Leicester I think overall I have to say I want the points to be taken off Leicester because the priority is also no one else but this season is turned out to be a dream long may it continue I hate to say it I hate to say it you can all shout me down but the lead not not feeling the Champions League at the minute. All I'm focusing on is this Premier League. That is what I want. And the way we're going about it right now, fingers crossed it could be ours. Come on, you Reds. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 2-1 win over Brighton at Anfield. Will we ever keep a clean sheet again? It, it did seem for, well, much of the second half that it might be one of those games where the visitors would score towards the end and leave us with a very panicky 10 minutes and that's pretty much what happened once uh, Alison Becker came out of his box and, and handled the ball. I couldn't see from where I was what led to the incident, whether uh, Becker was unnecessarily exposed by his central defence, but up until that point it, it did seem that Virgil van Dijk was imperious as ever, had a super game and for the third game running at least Dejan Lovren I thought was, was excellent we are very, very lucky to have four central defenders who are world-class and that's one of the reasons why we're now 11 points clear at the top. Much of the debate before the game was what would happen now that Fabinho is not available for a month or more and um, Henderson I think was one of the obvious choices and I thought he played very well indeed. I think he's much more useful in that central position than he was on the right when we played Napoli in the middle of the week. He was very energetic, of course, as he always is, uh, looking to tidy up. And um, he was was always an option, always makes himself available for the pass. And he plays those short balls much better than he he plays the the longer balls. And uh, I think he's a a very useful useful filler for Fabinho. I must say, I wondered beforehand whether Jurgen Klopp would consider Joe Gomez for that role, you know, to keep the youngster who I think we all realise is one of the future superstars at Anfield, if not now 
I wonder if that would be a good way of keeping him busy uh, for the next month or so because he's going to struggle, isn't he, to get his place back with Lovren playing so well and uh, Matip having played so well before he got injured. I want to think about a friend of mine who I met before the game, first time I've seen him in about well, 28 years, said to me, Van Dijk could probably do the role. Well, maybe he could, but, you, you know, that's one of those cases that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Van Dijk's so superior in central defence, you'd be reluctant to put him anywhere under than anywhere other than that position where he's so, so masterful. Um, uh, Liverpool, I think, were, were solid in the, in the first half and, and certainly very worthy of a two-goal lead. It was a little bit disappointing that they didn't get more. I think their goalkeeper... Uh, prevented Brighton from being 4-0 down at the break but we didn't really look particularly dangerous in the second half you'll take uh, the lead at the top though won't you it was so fulfilling to see Manchester City drop points again don't want to dwell on it too much it's just a, a little bit too much to consider isn't it let's just focus on Liverpool how they're doing and uh, it's a busy busy month coming up loved it so far though what a start to uh, the this busy, busy period that we've got. Steve Dawson at Gulasahi on Twitter. G U L A S A H I. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast, and just one stress-free win, lads. Is that too much to ask? Um, yeah, it it looked like it was going to be quite comfortable today, but. Still, we managed to make the last 10-15 minutes difficult for ourselves. Alisson obviously getting sent off correctly, unfortunately, for that blatant handball outside the area. And then the free kick incident straight after for them to score, making it a very nervy finish. Um, If Martin Atkinson never referees one of our games ever again, it will be too soon. I have a lot of thoughts about him blowing the whistle for that free kick so quickly and his performances in general whenever he officiates our games, but they're probably a bit too sweary for this podcast, so I'll move on. Uh, Lewis Dunk was Brighton's best player today, though, so I suppose it was inevitable he would get a goal. But yeah, a bit of a wild end to the game, to say the least. But we still got the win over the line, despite having a man sent off. No VAR controversy this week either, so I'm not sure what rival fans are going to complain about. But this was a massive win, again, especially after what happened earlier today with Newcastle getting that point off Man City. You know, watching that one, it felt like when De Bruyne scored that screamer to make it 2-1. That was them getting the late goal and the winner, despite them not being at their best. Something Liverpool have done a lot this season, but then... Up pops Liverpool legend John Joe Shelby with the equaliser. Lovely stuff, but that result and our result puts us 11 clear of Man City now, which is huge, especially given the concerns about going into this December period with all these games we've got to play with Fabinho being out until the new year as well. We're giving ourselves quite the cushion now going into this busy run of fixtures. And despite the late drama today... It was a great performance overall from the Reds, I thought. You know, for 70 minutes or so here, we were comfortable, really. Um, Always lovely lovely to see Van Dijk get on the score sheet twice in this case. Great stuff. Two assists for Trent as well. You know, his dynamism down the right, his crossing, you know, it showed what we were missing against Napoli midweek when we struggled down that side. Um, 
understandably after the Napoli game there's been a lot of concern about Fabinho's injury it is understandable he's probably the best defensive midfielder in the league currently not even probably he is the best defensive midfielder in the league currently and he's made such a difference to our midfield in the last couple of seasons he's been pivotal at times this season but I think today was a reminder overall that we've got a lot of great midfielders who can come in and play the holding role both Ginny and Hendo especially are very well versed in that role I think we're going to be fine you know going forward um Great to see Ox come in today as well in his proper number 10 position. We saw last weekend against Palace, it didn't work having him wide. And again, we saw the difference today having him behind the front three, how he drives forward, his vision with his passing, those late runs he makes into the area. He also adds that extra element of long shots for opposition defences to worry about. Again, something I think we lacked against Napoli, but it was great today. And yeah, loads of great performances today. Overall, very good, apart from that nervy last 15 minutes, obviously. Um, Merseyside Derby next, which we'll obviously have to do without Alisson, of course. But how nice is it to have a good backup keeper to come in again for that game? You know, Adrian, despite the issues with um, Brighton's goal on that free kick, I think he showed his quality again with that great save from... Aaron Moy, I think it was, late on at 2-1, so we kept the three points. So I don't think there's any concern from that side going into the game against the Ev. We just need to go and perform. You know, we had trouble in both games against them last season, really, although we did get that unbelievable Arigi moment out of the first game. But to be honest, a nice, comfortable win there would be nice. But I'm not holding my breath after the last few games. But as long as we get another three points, I'm sure we'll all be happy. But yeah, amazing. 11 clear at this point in the season. Up the Reds. Cheers. Draws from Witness with his thoughts on the Liverpool v Brighton game. Made a sweat yet again, but this time it was a different way. We managed to get the win 2-1. Held on. Very nervy moment towards the end, but somehow we've got it done. Very different to being different position there. It's normally, you know, recently it's always been that's been pushing, trying to get the winner, trying to get the equaliser or whatever. And today it was actually us hanging on. You know, Allison made an absolute boo boo, flying out of his off his line, handled the ball absolutely crazy. He's gonna miss the derby now. You know, almost cost us in the game. I'm not gonna hang him off to try. These things happen. He's made a mistake. He's going to be a mess, but, you know, Adrian's come in. It's good that he's had the experience early in the season. He's going to go straight into the game for the derby. You know, I'm not worried about that. We don't worry about the, what happens against Everton. I'm still confident. But today, yeah, like I say, 2-1. Virgil van Dijk with two-headed goals. The man, there's not enough words to describe how classy this man is on the pitch, off the pitch you know his, his ability on the pitch is he's got to be up there with one of the best uh, defenders in Premier League history and that, that could be a bold statement to say that you know he's only been in the Premier League a couple of years with us, obviously after the experience with Celtic and Southampton but he's such, such a dominant player on the team his passing range is scary from the passing he can do 
He wins everything in the air. He's a threat on set pieces. He's got a shot on him. He's reading of the game. He's quick. He's a man mountain. He's to say there's, there's there's no words really. There's not enough words to describe him. You know, even even off the pitch. You know, look look the last the last couple few days. There's been a video going around on Twitter with. Van Dyke, you know, meeting fa- you know, a fan and all that. He, he just seems like an absolutely likable guy. He, he, he's bought into the club. He's bought into the city. He gets it and absolutely delighted for him. Two great, like I say, two great-headed goals. And we're 2 nil up and you think it's going to be a routine, a routine victory. But, you know, it was we didn't have it all our own way, Brighton. They started brightly, first 10 minutes, passed it round well. And then when we go 2 nil up, you're expecting us maybe to push on and, you know, huge control, but Brighton really played some good football, trying to play football the right way, passing it well, you know. It's obviously just the last the last little bit of quality at the end of the field, what teams like that are going to struggle, but, you know, their manager has got them playing some great stuff. And it was good to see that, you know, Brighton-wise, obviously, the keeper in the first half kept them in it. Some good saves, you know, Mane, Firmino... The likes made some good saves off them, and obviously Aaron Moy in the middle. I thought was good for them, kept them ticking over. Yeah, just a just a good outfit, and you know you could probably say they deserve the goal. Very strange goal, like I say, keeper sent off. Adrian comes on, he's lining up his wall, and I don't I don't know what the rest blew the whistle, and he, he just passed the ball into the net. It's a bit of a strange one. He's still lining up the wall. But if he's blew his whistle, I suppose he's allowed to score. So what can you do? Obviously, Fabinho was out. He's going to be out now for you know six or eight weeks, they're saying. I thought Henderson done well. You know He was playing in that slightly deeper role today in his position. Played well. And there's been a lot of panicking over you know, Fabinho's out. You know, it's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, he's been good. He's been very good. He's been exceptional. But... He's not the only one, and there's players that can come in. It means the likes of the Ox, the Ox can come in, Oxley Chamberlain can come in. These players, we've got the squad. Yeah, we'll miss him, but other players are going to have to step up, and they're not going to just hand us these titles, these cups. You've got to go and earn them. So if, we, if players get injured, it's the time for other players to shine. So I'm not worried about that. He'll be back at some point in the new year, and that's all good. So we've yeah we've won. We're going now into the derby. Wonderful. Can't wait for it. Hopefully, their manager's still in charge. They've got a tough couple of games coming up. I'm really looking forward to that. And it's a busy, busy December. Wouldn't have it any other way. We want games every couple of days because it's just an absolute pleasure to watch the Reds this season. And obviously, with events that's happened the last few days, got to mention the uh, Hillsborough, Hillsborough verdict. Really disappointing the way what what's happened. After all the evidence and all the years of struggling, the dignity from the fans and you know, obviously the dignity from the families involved. And well, you know, I'm not going to say anything too strong here, obviously, but the fans and the, the families have kept the dignity. I'm sure the fight will continue. This '96 are never going to be forgotten. We'll always remember them. We'll continue, keep fighting. Come on, Liverpool. Hi, it's Matt Whitty reflecting on Liverpool's 2-1 win at Anfield this afternoon against Brighton and Hove Albion. Well, it turned out to be a lot more tense than I think 
most of us were probably expecting, especially after we took a a two-goal lead after two brilliant crosses from Trent Alexander-Arnold, firstly from a free kick to Van Dijk and then secondly from a corner to Van Dijk again and two fantastic headers by by Van Dijk as well to put us 2-0 up midway through the the first half. And at that point you're thinking it's going to be a relatively straightforward afternoon and certainly I was wondering when what minute Van Dijk was going to get his hat-trick in uh, given the uh, the ease with which we'd got both the, uh, both the opening goals. And I thought that uh, Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold both had really good games um, from full-back. Uh, the, the cross-field pass was uh, was on, uh, particularly from Robertson, actually, early on. And I thought Henderson did did really well, uh, dropping in to, uh, to cover the uh, Fabinho role as the deepest of the uh, of the three central midfielders. I thought he had a he had a good game. I thought he was tidy in possession and uh, swept up swept up well. And I thought Van Dijk was brilliant at the back as ever. And yeah, and I thought their uh, first half pretty pretty good. Uh, I thought their their goalkeeper made a couple of really good saves to to keep the score down. And then second half, you you just kind of expecting it to carry on, but I thought we uh, the tempo really dropped off in the second half. Uh, it was see, it was it seemed to. I mean, it was it was that much of a notable drop off that it looked like it was probably a a decision to conserve a bit of energy after um, we'd had a, obviously a, a difficult midweek against against Napoli and with one eye on the on the derby. But I thought it, it worked against us and and Brighton grew into the game a bit. And then they were gifted, um, gifted a, a, a bit of a an opening when um, when Allison was rightly sent off for deliberate handball out outside the area. It was a complete rush of blood, really, and yeah, it was just a it was just a crazy thing to do. And uh, and obviously he's going to be missing for the for the derby against Everton in midweek. So that's a a disappointment. And Adrian comes on, and I thought. Uh, Obviously, Brighton took the free kick early and and um, and scored. I thought it was pretty harsh, really, on on Adrian, given that you've got a goalkeeper just coming on, setting up his wall. Atkinson, who's looking straight at him, uh, straight 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 at Adrian, um, blows his whistle when he can see he's on the post, and Dunk passes it into the other corner. I thought that was pretty harsh and something you don't really see, to be honest. Um, certainly not with a a goalkeeper that's just come on and is organising the wall. Perhaps if a goalkeeper's been faffing around for a while, but yeah, I thought that was. I thought that was really harsh by Atkinson to, to, to let him take the free kick at, at that point, particularly as he was well sighted and was looking directly at him. But yeah, and then it was a, a nervy 10 minutes, really. But we, we held on. There was uh, some good cover by Lalana late on with a header, and there was a, a heart in mouth moment when um, Adrian uh, had a tame header from Gross straight at him that he sort of just spilled. And, you know, if he'd been closer to his line, could have spilled over the line, or if there'd been another Brighton player closer. Could have been a tap in, but it wasn't, and it's another win, takes us to forty points. So I think we're probably safe from relegation, and it was nice to see City drop points earlier in the day. So yeah, in a brilliant position. Shame Adrian is, uh, same Allison is uh, suspended for the derby, but yeah, we go on. Hi, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. I haven't really got time to write my match review today, so I'm just going to do it off the cuff. The final whistle has just gone. Um, Roughly five minutes ago, Liverpool extending their lead over Manchester City to, oh, I don't know, 
gosh knows how many how many points i don't know i think we're first to 40 before they've even got to 30 am i right i don't even know either way liverpool superb supreme um despite martin atkinson getting uh, another assist for an op- uh, for an opposition team so that's two in two games that he's refereed for liverpool if you count that foul on Origi at Old Trafford that led to Man United's goal. So despite Atkinson, we manage to win. Oxlade-Chamberlain in for Fabinho. I thought he was excellent. Trent recalled, and my word, what a performance. I'm glad he was rested, because he looked a lot fresher and hungrier today. This win is huge. This win is massive. And of course, speaking of massive, we had Virgil, the big Virgil van Dyke. Uh, Mark Lawrence in pre-match on an FCTV said that uh, Virgil van Dyke would be more of a miss than Fabinho if he were injured. And after a performance like that, you would have to agree, wouldn't you? Brilliant. He was, he was, he was leaping like a flea. He was floating like a ghost and then thumping the ball into the corner like the greatest centre half this world has ever seen. Wonderful stuff. Um, as for the rest of the match, despite those two lovely set pieces, I thought we were controlled, we were very good. Brighton didn't look like scoring at all until the red card, which was just goalkeeper's instinct to chuck your hand up there. So no blame uh, for Allison there. I mean, unfortunately, he's going to be he's going to be suspended. But that means we get to have more fun with Adrian. Adrian. What a guy he is. He almost spilled one into his net. Um, but what a guy. What a player. What a team. Liverpool now, I think, I don't know. I, think, I also read somewhere we might have broken a record for the amount of unbeaten home matches now. I don't know. These are the record-breaking Reds. These are the relentless Reds, the rocket Reds, the tenacious, fighting, gunslinging Reds that we all absolutely love to see. Three more points. Put that in your tea and stir it, Pep. On we go. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Loving the view from the top. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.